Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we're reading Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45, and then through J.C. Rao's expository thoughts on Luke. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. We should observe in this passage the benefit of fellowship and communion between believers. We read of a visit paid by the Virgin Mary to her cousin Elizabeth. We are told in a striking manner how the hearts of both these holy women were cheered and their minds lifted by this interview. Without this visit, Elizabeth might never have been so filled with the Holy Spirit as we are here told she was. And Mary might never have uttered that song of praise which is now known all over the Church of Christ. The words of an old divine are deep and true. Quote, Happiness communicated doubles itself. Grief grows greater by concealing, joy by expression. End quote. We should always regard communion with other believers as an eminent means of grace. It is a refreshing break in our journey along the narrow way to exchange experience with our fellow travelers. It helps us subtly, and it helps them, and so it is mutual gain. It is the nearest approach that we can make on earth to the joy of heaven. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We need reminding of this. The subject does not receive sufficient attention, and the souls of believers suffer in consequence. There are many who fear the Lord and think upon his name, and yet forget to speak often one to another. Malachi 3.16 First, let us seek the face of God. Then, let us seek the face of God's friends. If we did this more, and were more careful about the company we keep, we would more often know what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We should observe in this passage the clear spiritual knowledge which appears on the language of Elizabeth. She uses an expression about the Virgin Mary which shows that she herself was deeply taught of God. She calls her the mother of my Lord. Those words, my Lord, are so familiar to our ears that we miss the fullness of their meaning. At the time they were spoken, they implied far more than we are apt to suppose. They were nothing less than a distinct declaration that the child who was to be born of the Virgin Mary was the long-promised Messiah, the Lord of whom David in spirit had prophesied, the Christ of God. Viewed in this light, the expression is a wonderful example of faith. It is a confession worthy to be placed by the side of that of Peter when he said to Jesus, You are the Christ. Let us remember the deep meaning of the words, The Lord and beware of using them lightly and carelessly. Let us consider that they rightly apply to none but him 
who was crucified for our sins on Calvary. Let the recollection of this fact invest the words with a holy reverence and make us careful how we let them fall from our lips. There are two texts connected with this expression which should often come to our minds. In one, it is written, No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12.3 In another, it is written, Let every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2.11 Finally, we should observe in these verses the high praise which Elizabeth bestows upon the grace of faith. Blessed, she says, is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. We need not wonder that this holy woman should thus commend faith. No doubt she was well acquainted with the Old Testament scriptures. She knew the great things that faith had done. What is the whole history of God's saints in every age but a record of men and women who observed a good report by faith? What is the simple story of all that Abel downwards but a narrative of redeemed sinners who believed and were so blessed? By faith they embraced promises. By faith they lived. By faith they walked. By faith they endured hardships. By faith they looked to an unseen Savior and good things yet to come. By faith they battled with the world, the flesh, and the devil. By faith they overcame and got safely home. Of this goodly company, the Virgin Mary was proving herself one. No wonder that Elizabeth said, Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Do we know anything of this precious faith? This, after all, is the question that concerns us. Do we know anything of the faith of God's elect? The faith, which is the working of God, Titus 1-2 and Colossians 2-12. Let us never rest until we know it by experience. And once knowing it, let us never cease to pray that our faith may grow exceedingly. Better a thousand times be rich in faith than rich in gold. Gold will be worthless in the unseen world to which we are traveling. Faith will be owned in that world before God the Father and the holy angels. When the great white throne is set, and the books are opened, when the dead are called from their graves, and receiving their final sentence, the value of faith will at length be fully known. Men will learn then, if they had never learned before, how true are the words, blessed are those who believed. That is the end of Rao's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His glory. In considering what we have just heard, would you prayerfully ask yourself and others the following questions? First, do we seek fellowship as a means of grace to know God better? Do we go to church or meet with fellow believers with the purpose of encouraging them on their walk and seeking to be encouraged by them. Let us seek the face of God and then the face of God's friends. Second, how careless are we to let the name Lord fall from our lips? When we do, is it done with reverence? And third, what a powerful statement that gold will be worthless in the unseen world, but faith will be owned by the Father. Are we seeking to be rich in worldly treasures? or in faith.